It is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021, and you are tuning into the Tommy C Show, the podcast that's become a popular resource for patriotic truth and action, the podcast that is always digging for the details that the media refuses to share with you. Hey, I want to start there today. I watched the D.C. hearings today, at least a portion of them, uh, with uh, the Senate that had combined committees and had called before it the former uh, chief of police for the uh, Capitol Police, as well as the former sergeants at arms for the House and Senate, and the, uh, the current acting police chief for D.C. Metro Police. And I got to tell you, this was a lot of hot potato, as as you'd expect, and as we've seen with a lot of D.C. hearings. You could tell in, first off, like every other hearing that they want to claim is independent in one way or another, and this is both sides, um, they start every question with their prefaced narrative. They start every question that way. And, and it was listening to Klobuchar, who leads one of these committees, lead off with all of the drama about January 6th and, and, and stating again facts that we, things that we know are not facts now. The, the, the officer uh, that was, you know, killed, at, you know, that died uh, the day after the evening of 1-6 that they said was clobbered with a, you know, a fire extinguisher over and over again. Now, we know that know that now is not true. Um, but that was, of course, played into their narrative, you, you know, each of them before they asked their questions, these individuals. And oh, it, each of them uh, really passing. I, mean, I honestly feel bad for the, the Capitol Police Chief, the former Capitol Police Chief that was uh, forced to uh, resign, really. Because you can clearly tell uh, the genuine nature in his voice when he uh, was asked questions that he, there were things that he did not know, information that was not given to him. And he, he was clearly had reached out for help when these things were going on and didn't get the help that he requested, at least not in a timely manner. But the frustrating thing about this is that all of this seemed to pile on and, and get directed towards what they called uh, the Capitol uh, Police Board. And that the failure was with the Police Board of the Capitol. Well, you know who that Capitol Police Board is? It's comprised, basically, of the Capitol Chief Police and the Sergeants at Arms for each of the House and the Senate. And you know who they report directly to? The Speaker of the House. And the uh, the majority leader of the Senate. So at, at January sixth, that was Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell. And you know now, of course, it's Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. But you can tell in the way they were trying to avoid these questions or dance around them that they were doing everything they could to try not to incriminate Pelosi. That they were trying. I mean, they kept. This hot potato of emails and, and timing of when calls were, this is a congressional committee. And you're going to tell me that they don't have, they get to the point of this committee and they haven't subpoenaed the, the cell phone logs or the, the phone logs for the chief of police to know what he was doing on that day and what calls he made for help or when he made them. It's just, it's absolute, it's garbage. And let me tell you, um, DC Metro, uh, Chief Robert Conti testified today, among others, and it was pathetic. He got on there and he flat lied. He perjured himself under oath. Is at one point one of the senators, one of the Democratic senators, was asking him about if he would speculate 
on armed insurrectionists and, and the numbers of people that, that show up armed for protests in D.C. She says, well, we have protests all throughout the year and we don't see anything like this, um, you know, kind of alluding to, she was setting the question up, right? And he answered, as you'd expect, he said, you know, well, the last three, we've seen it, basically. He said, you know, that in, uh, before January 6th, it was the MAGA Rally 1 and the MAGA Rally 2, you know, that's where we had officers that had confiscated firearms, and, you know, that's that's pretty much it. We don't, didn't, don't see that issue at, uh, at any other demonstrations. Bull crap. And let me tell you, I went to the page uh, for the mayor of D.C., and there's a link regarding the unrest in D.C. this, uh, this year, in 2020, rather, I'm sorry. And it links to a report that's recently updated. It's updated almost daily by Conti's office, the chief of police office, and it's unrest-related arrests from the time of the George, George Floyd protest to current. And yes, there were a number of arrests for weapons charges um, during the MAGA rally in November and in December. However, it wasn't as many as the at least 18 or more arrests for weapons charges involving the Black Lives Matter rallies from June through October. It, he lied on the stage. The chief lied on the stage and said that there weren't weapons issues at, at any other demonstrations in D.C., just the MAGA you know, rallies. Well, I'm looking at it right here now. 738 uh, arrests directly related. There's many more than that in D.C., of course, back to June. But these are just 738 arrests directly related to civil unrest. There's one on June 1st possession of a prohibited weapon june 2nd uh, possession of an unregistered firearm unlawful possession of a firearm uh, carrying with a pistol without a license on june 3rd this was that week after the george floyd thing that whole first week of june carrying a pistol without a license another one on june 3rd assault with a dangerous weapon assault on a police officer with a dangerous weapon june 14th june 20th throwing stones or missiles june 24th Assault with a dangerous weapon, carrying a pistol without a license in a gun-free zone, July 4th. Uh, I can go on like this. I can go on and on and on like this. There, his department has put out a report with all of these weapons charges throughout the summer. And then he gets on the stand and talks about how there weren't issues with firearms or weapons until the MAGA rallies. It's, it's disgusting. It's, it's so mad to me because this is... Somebody that not only has sworn an oath to the Constitution as a top law enforcement officer, he's sworn an oath to the Constitution, then he swears another oath, under oath, to the Senate to tell the truth, and he flat out lies. And the, the information that proves his lies come directly from his office. It's, it, it's so frustrating, and I tell you. And, and this... This is all just one big stupid puppet show. And it's not a good puppet show either. It's like more like something you made in kindergarten. You know, you cut f felt into some really bizarre shape that there's not even a name for. It's just covered in glue and there's one big googly eyeball smudged on it. It's some real left-handed work, you know. <laughs> no offense to the southpaws out there. But it's like a hand turkey, a really poorly drawn Thanksgiving hand turkey puppet show. That's what this is. It's, it's absolutely terrible, and the, and the way it's being politicized is sad, because you know what, there probably 
is some very important information that we can get out of everything that came out of 1-6. Everybody in this country wants to know exactly what happened. And the truth is, is that the responsibility, I, I've said this before, I, I mentioned this in a podcast, you know, a month ago. There are, there's, the responsibility lies first directly with each and every person that chose to illegally enter the Capitol building. Whether they did anything violent or destructive after that point is, is really doesn't matter. I mean, the charges are going to be appropriate for whatever they did, but if they chose to unlawfully enter that building, each and every one of those people own responsibility for their actions. Nobody else owns the responsibility for their actions. However, with that said, the protection of the Capitol building, public property, and the officials in that building are the responsibility of the Capitol Police, who take those orders and preparations from the Capitol Police Board, who reports directly to Nancy Pelosi. This is, it's just so frustrating. And we know that that's why this stuff is getting danced around, because they don't want to incriminate Pelosi. But her blood, her hands, the blood is all over her hands on this. It stinks. She is so deep into this. And the fact that some of these career law enforcement officials are going out of their way to try to dance themselves in circles to protect her is disgusting. And that was apparent today. I couldn't believe, you know, the minute I was, I was listening to the, the D.C. Metro chief make these comments as I was watching this, and I almost jumped from my, from my chair and, and threw my arms in the air because I knew he was lying without, and at that point in time, I hadn't seen the list of all these arrests. I was hoping there would be something that was out there, and thankfully there was when I was researching, but I knew it was a lie because for the entire summer, almost every night, I sat up at night watching live streams from all over uh, the web, from you know Facebook live streams to YouTube live streams, to you name it, of these amateur press, amateur uh, live streamers, whatever you, I don't know what you call them, but they, you know, in these protests, whether it was in Portland or Kenosha or D.C., I watched these protests happen, and I watched, you know, these BLM protesters and Antifa protesters, I watched them um, use weapons and everything they did. I saw these things with my own eyes, live, as they happened. And look at Louisville. I mean, the, the, the two police officers that were shot, um, when the guy randomly was firing the weapon from the crowd. I mean, it's it's just crazy. But in D.C., I remember specifically watching these instances and seeing people get arrested on live stream, you know, with, with weapons. So I knew the minute he said it that it was a complete lie. And thankfully, you know, that we can bury him with his own evidence because his own department's reports, his office's reports um, show that this statement was a complete fallacy. You know, unfortunately, it's something that probably none of the senators up there uh, on the right had were armed with that information and i hope to to god that they get this information and can go back and call these guys back to testify a second time and ask them um, and put them on the stand and say hey wait you're saying this is you know, these weapons you know weapons charges didn't exist in all these other demonstrations but here's your own police reports here's 18 of them between june 1st and uh, October 31st, that you know clearly show weapons violations in these demonstrations, not related to any mega protests. So why is it that you lied 18 times? <laughs> it's oh, it's so frustrating, I tell you. Oh, so next, what I want to touch on, I guess, is 
Hey, Biden's kids in cages. Wow, this is a great story that's unfolding here, isn't it? So Biden has reopened facilities that he blasted Trump for using that Biden and Obama built originally. And the media is just, they're doing this circle jerk dance right now, trying to figure out how they end up. Press, uh, press secretary, Saki or Saki, Packy, whatever. Freaking, oh, she drives me crazy. She just, uh, they're not being, uh, you know, they're not being housed there. They're being sent there. I mean, she's just using different words to, oh, because they know they're screwed. They know they're stupid. And you know what? This is what they get. Because those kids, yeah, the kids are being detained. They have to be detained. And But if you hadn't spent the last four years blasting Trump over this, you wouldn't have egg on your face right now. And, and, and we're gonna, they're going to learn this lesson over and over again. Because there are so many ways in which they came down on Trump and came down on Republicans in the Senate and the Congress that, listen, these Democrats are going to be forced to behave in the same manner, except, you know, the same policies... And it's just, they, they look stupid now. They don't care. They're going to try to somehow dance themselves out of it, but it, it's just ridiculous. I saw this today. I just shook my head, as I'm doing now. And those of you that are listening, uh, not watching, can't see me, but it, it just blows my mind. I mean, they sat there. He's using the same facilities that he bagged Trump for that, again, that he and Obama built uh, with Jay Johnson and uh, uh as Homeland Security Secretary back at the time. It's, it's just sickening. The duplicity, uh, you know, the hypocrisy, whatever you call it, the double standards, all of it, it's just so nuts. It, it, the, you know, much of the problem is, is, again, we know the media. The media is so freaking irresponsible. And people have such a short-term memory with this stuff that they, they, they're not going to remember it. So all the media has got to do is spit out a bunch of propaganda and shift the narrative again and, and take it off. And it, it's, it's sad because there are so many of us out here that have been watching this stuff and we don't forget and we see it. And I feel sometimes like I'm just shouting into the air and nobody hears it because I go, how, how many, I mean, and, and many of you out there that are watching me or listening, you know, you, you got to feel the same. You feel like, God, I, this is not true. I know this isn't true. We've, we've watched this, you know, for, for years. Or I just, and you wonder why can't, yeah, I, sometimes when I hear these uh, members of Congress speak, I wish like I had some freaking uh, ability to morph into that moment or beam into that moment and grab the mic and say, but this or but that, you know, I, I just want to interrupt them and say, hey, no, here, look at this, answer this, shut up and look at this. Because what you're saying right now is wholly untrue. It's a complete lie. And this isn't just even a matter of, of conjecture or hyperbole. It's not even just sh shifting language around. But the context of what you're saying is wrong. It's complete falsehood. Oh, man, I tell you, it's frustrating. And that, that's going to be my last point tonight, really, too. Is you know I, This weekend, I wasn't going to watch um, Chris Matthews, Dry Tug, Bill Gates... But I did anyways, because you know what? At the end of the day, I still want to know what's being said out there. I still want to be informed, whether or not I like the information, whether or not the information is garbage, whether or not it brings any real value to my life. <laughs> I still want to know what's being said. Not only does it allow me to talk more intelligently about those things uh, on my show here, but it just gives me a perspective, another perspective, and another perspective does not hurt. 
especially when that perspective is actually damaging to you. I mean, you got to know these things. Anyways, I, I watched that interview, and it was just, it was gross. I mean, these two looked like they were getting ready to freaking want to go to prom together or something. I mean, I was waiting for Wallace to reach over and try to get the second base on Gates. It was just absolutely disgusting. And Gates sits there. I mean, they started off with... Uh, the climate change, and he sits there. He tries to start explaining climate change to us, you know, because he's got this degree in climatology or meteorology or you know anything uh, atmospheric. What a joke! Oh, the the wind patterns, you know, all the cold we have right now is the wind patterns are coming down from the north, and that's you know, no shit. You oh, you mean the cold weather comes from the poles? Fuck! <laughs> I mean, is it? I it just he went on and on about this, and you know that earth is heat, it's heat up a degree and all and the oceans are all gonna flood the country and all that. it's just you don't want the all i'm gonna say on climate change right now is there are changes there are shifts in the climate and in our weather and they've been happening for four and a half billion years or more on planet earth the earth has constantly had a change and cycle of climate over and over again. And in that period of time, over all of those years, it has purged species from it. It has cleansed itself when it needed to. And someday it's going to do it to us too. And it is not just, you know, we are trying to, these guys get out here and talk about this climate change stuff on a few decades of meteorological data. Compared to the billions of years of this planet, it's, it's, oh, it's not that it's short-sighted or ignorant anymore. It's arrogant. It is arrogant for these pukes to get up here and think that man can have that significant of that much power over Mother Earth. It's, it, it, oh. Do we have some impact? Is the carbon footprint real? Yes, there's some impact there. It's not. It is not to the extent that they argue these things. And anybody, again, that's... Uh, has even a high school education should know this stuff. But Gates, you know, he get us on his climate stuff and it was ridiculous. But then the, the part that really got me then when I when I finally really did shut it off, he started talking, Wallace asked him about Trump being censored and, you know, his thoughts on social media and censorship. And he went, well, I think that between the government and big tech, these people can figure out a way that all people's voices can be heard but the misinformation is filtered out and whatnot. And I was right away, I'm like, you bag, you clown, because this is, that's just the thing. Who's to say what misinformation is? I mean, there are things, yeah, I mean, of course there are things that people say that are, are already untrue, and you, and you know that. And But the whole idea of information is to put it out there and allow people to determine for themselves what is true or not. And, and there are Supreme Court cases, I've mentioned them in the past on this show, that have upheld that, where, where judges in the, in the United States have come right out and said it's not the government's job to tell people what, what truth is, what political truth is. It's up for the people to decide a democracy. It, but this just goes into the narrative of the left that they want to drive through their point. That's it. And no objection to it. No other feelings can hurt. He went on and on about, I mean, directly saying that, uh, you know, information about vaccines, you know, sh that goes against vaccines should be censored off, off the Internet and everything. It's these people are Nazis. They really are. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, I used to hate when people would 
you know, use Nazi as a label on everything they disagreed with because it goes back and forth. Obama was a Nazi, Bush was a Nazi, Clinton was a Nazi. It just, it wears on you. But I'm going to tell you what, the behavior right now, the way they want to banish, you know, otherwise conservative news sites like, you know, Newsmax and Fox and OANN and get them removed from cable platforms and because of misinformation. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's, that's what Hitler did. That's what the Nazis did in, in 1930s Germany. I mean, they, they controlled the government, controlled the media, and they rid the media of any message they did not want to get out there. I mean, this is the way the Nazis behaved. And the Nazis had their, their violent factions like we've seen with Antifa and everything in the streets and BLM, you know, for the last... Oh, God. It's so frustrating because these people really are truly acting like Nazis. The one that they accuse everybody else of acting like it. But, you know, to that point, we can help ourselves by making sure that we do police information that is absolutely wrong and false. And but that's what it's what I mean about it's the people to decide. We collectively, when we're on these sites, when we're on social media sites, and we see people share information, we need to be digging through that and making sure that before we share it, we feel good about it. That we we've looked at this and we could say, yeah, this this is reasonable, this is true, and I know that because I've done A, B, and C to check this. You know, today, um, somebody that I respect really on social media had shared a, a video. That was regarding, you know, who was really behind um, the Capitol insurrection or the Capitol riots. I'm like, it was seven minutes. I'm like, I'll, I'll give it a watch and see. Because I, I kind of knew, I had a feeling where this video was probably going to go. But I was going to watch it anyways. And in four minutes into the video, a little more than four minutes into the video, there's a clip in there from some guy that's talking about the police letting Antifa shuttles and buses in and, and all this. And I'm like, whoa, this, No. Not, I, I saw that video back in, in, in early December, and it was related to uh, the, uh, some protests in St. Paul in Minnesota. And so I, I, I called that out on that post. But that's the kind of stuff we have to do. I mean, you know, here's somebody's trying to pull you know, all this other information and put this collage, this video together with all these different pieces. And there's stuff in there that had absolutely nothing to do with January 6th. It was more than a month before that. And that's frustrating because there's no reason for that. And, you know, the rest of the video could have been legit. It could have, you know, even maybe the, the, the clips were clearly cut and, and spliced to, to get a message across. But it's enough that it could have made a fair perspective that wasn't doctored much or wasn't, wasn't false. It was just raw footage that maybe wasn't complete. But the minute something was put in there to try to make the point that had nothing at all to do with it, it was a clear, an absolute falsehood, an absolute lie in there. For me, the rest of the video had no credibility. I, I didn't watch the rest of it after that point, and I pretty much erased my mind of anything I had seen in the video up to those four minutes because I don't, I'm not going to get, I won't lend credibility to something that has a part in it that is so blatantly false. And that was a very impactful video. There was a very impactful moment to try to prove a point with. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't pertaining to that, that instance. So it's unfortunate, but we, so we've brought on, I dare to say it, but we've brought on some of this censorship by some of this bad information. And I'm going to go right back to the Q stuff because that's where it is. But you know, some of that QAnon stuff, what started out with 
question everything turned into don't question anything I say. And the Q folks got so defensive uh, about their information and so much of it is completely inaccurate. It's it's misleading. It's in many cases it's a complete lie. Other cases it's missing whole parts of information and context. And that's what's led to a crackdown with so much fact checking. And and the fact checking is not right. I'm not defending it. It's not it's horrible for democracy, but we've done that to ourselves, whether it's right or wrong. And the only way that that cleans itself up really is if more and more of us continue to call this stuff out when we see it it listen folks it does not take much to see a piece of information and google do whatever search engine you want to do but search these things search for other pieces of it and, and look for yourselves i mean there are if it's an image there are tools you can do a dupla checker um it's called is a website that you can put an image in and it, it'll populate from six other, you know, search engines like Bing and Google and a few tiny eye and a few others. And you can check in, in many cases, people put these images out there, some kind of meme or something and put some kind of current story or tagline or um, issue on it. And you find out that the original image was 10 years ago for something. It had nothing to do with this at all. I saw that this week too, with somebody plastering an image of what they called smallpox with somebody at the currently at the border, a migrant, and it was somebody, at, it was a migrant with scabies like eight years ago or something at a facility. It had nothing to do with what's currently going on. And this kind of stuff is so, so harmful to us. And so many people just see it and it's emotional and they just share it right away and they don't double check. And you look foolish. And what's really angering to me, what really really pisses me off with this information is it's usually people that have really high following accounts on social media that post some of this stuff and they're so irresponsible about it and and when they're called out you know and this happened to me the other day when i when i called somebody out on this on this piece of information that was clearly wrong and and the proof of why it was wrong and where it was wrong you know rather than take it down and say hey you're right i'm sorry the guy called me arrogant a bunch of other names and then blocked me and you know it's now, all of these other people that, you know, these 26,000, 27,000 people that follow them that are sharing this stuff, they all look now ignorant as well. And that's until we slow down and stop these pieces of bad information uh, when we see them. That's just, it's going to continue to happen. And it's going to continue to hurt us. And yes, because listen, we're not playing by fair rules right now. It's not right. It sucks. I don't like it. Clearly. But we've got to adjust to what the game is right now in order to get the rules back in our favor. Because if we don't play the game that's that's being put out on the field for us right now, we're just going to keep losing. So we've got to play that game in order that we can win at it and get the rules back to where they need to be, which is our Constitution. So in the meantime, while we're playing by these rules and this bullshit big tent you know, censorship and fact-checking, we can fact-check stuff ourselves. And, and it's a great opportunity to educate people, not only on giving them the real information, the right information, but helping them learn again how to think. Because most of the people that are passing this stuff on are my generation, Generation X, or older. Listen, we all learned how to think. That's, that's one of the things we all complain about now is that schools don't teach kids how to think anymore. They teach them what to think. Well, our generation, 
and, and some younger than us, but our generation and older, we did learn how to think. But some along the way have gotten tired of thinking independently and have just wanted to rely on others and pass information on. We can't do that. We've got to learn. We've got to get back to how to think. So please, join me in that quest. Big or small, larger, you know, <clears throat> whatever your following is on social media, the more you can do to call attention to, you know, fake information, false news that you see out there, especially our own, that's what we've got to do. We've got to police our own. If we can't do that, we're not going to be able to police anybody else or get them to even think twice about policing themselves. And that's all I have for tonight. If you enjoyed the show, I'd be very grateful if you take a minute to share it with your friends and family. Hit that rumble button if you're watching me, or if you leave a positive review on Apple if you're listening, that would be very kind as well. Feel free to follow and engage with me on Parlor. My handle is at the Tommy C Show. Or check out my website, therealtommyc.com, for other ways to contact me, to view my original articles, uh, to contribute to the show through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App, if you appreciate the commentary. And I'm so grateful for those of you who have contributed to the show. I can't tell you how grateful I am for that and the fact that it really does help me as I try to improve some of the equipment and resources I have and make these shows uh, more available for more people. Um, there are so many other great resources at the website, again, uh, therealtommyc.com. Hey, friends, it is time for all of us to passionately take action, and we the people have a proud history of doing just that.